returned home following your graduation from Harvard and attend a party at your best friend's house being hosted by your friend and their partner, both of whom you've known since high school but haven't seen in years. He was the star quarterback and she was the homecoming queen. There's music, couples mingling, and a festive atmosphere. You walk by the kitchen to grab another soda. Your best friend's partner is placing the finishing touches on another dish, and you comment on how wonderful the party is and the nice layout of the dish. Your friend's partner gives you a hug, but snuggles a little close for comfort and a little too long while whispering in your ear, I've been waiting to be this close to you forever. You gingerly pull away, smile, and quickly exit the kitchen. Between the shock and all, sending your adrenaline racing, your mind is a total mess. You head to the car, sit in the driver's seat, and try to regain your focus while contemplating how you're going to address this fiasco. Unwelcome advances. It's affectionate exchange theory and play. The theory suggests that affectionate communication exists among people because it improves one's chances of success, such as survival through bonding. In turn, it gives the health benefits of an improved cardiovascular system and increased immunity. However, these positive benefits only exist when such affection from another is desired. When the affection is not desired, stress and anxiety ensue. And then there's the red line where good affection crosses over to bad affection. Every individual's red line differs. For example, some people don't want to be touched, whereas others are huggers and want to hug everyone they meet, whether they meet a friend or stranger. And the words communicated by the hugger, such as, I love you, may simply be that person's way of communicating. Words they use when hugging someone they have missed. For you, you realize from your training with the Stoicists that these individual differences exist and that one mere event of affection communication toward you from another carries little weight. You wait for patterns to develop before you assign any meaning to their occurrence from that specific individual. And if you find a pattern has developed that encroaches on your red line, you take action by setting and enforcing your boundaries. So, fist bumps instead of hugs, and never being called alone with the person, are standard procedures in your playbook. Setting such boundaries keep your mind at ease as you now receive just the right amount of bonding to satisfy your personal needs. Now using my stoic storytelling method, my friend's partner made a pass at me. What should I do? What you're supposed to do when you don't like a thing is change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Don't complain. Maya Angelou. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of 
edifying, that it may minister grace unto hearers. Apostle Paul I ignored their initial action but will watch carefully in the future to determine if the event was intended to lure me. I improved my ability to not let singular events bother my mind, and if these events continue to not cause me to speak out negatively about the individual. The character trait I improved was not becoming judgmental of others' actions, but setting boundaries when necessary to protect me from unwelcome advances. Thank you for sharing your mind with me. For your continued success, hear my secret. When receiving an unwelcome advance, don't take it too seriously at first glance. Now relax, control your mind, and be as you wish to seem, empowered. Remember, it's the situation keeping my connection with him. I'm Lori Stiff, the Stoicist, and I believe in you.